Hello and welcome to another episode of Benefits Buzz. I'm Tucker Lucas and with me as always is Kelsey Burgad. Good morning, Kelsey. Good morning, Tucker. How are you? I'm doing great because we are doing a month of episodes themed around, wait for it, open enrollment. So today we're talking about how to best communicate your employee benefits package to boost participation in those products. And the subsequent episodes are going to be digging deep into our products, FSA, HSA, and computer. So with us today, we have Stacy Henham, one of our key account executives and Mandy Finke, director of customer communications. So a lot of expertise on this topic in the room. So we're very familiar with the term open enrollment because we work in this industry, but um, some of our listeners uh, might be brand new to the workforce and they're still learning all the ropes, learning all the terms they're trying to figure out. All the acronyms. Right. So could you, let's start off, could you just unpack what exactly open enrollment is? Yeah, to me, it's your point in time as a new employee or throughout the year, you get once a year where you have open enrollment, where you can decide and elect which benefits you want. So if maybe there's a couple different medical plans that your employer offers, you can review and pick which one you want. You can pick if you want an FSA, if you want an HSA. Um, maybe there is some life and life insurance that they offer. This is your opportunity to go through and pick and choose which benefits you would like to elect. For the following year. So we see a lot of open enrollment periods be from October to, let's say, the beginning of November. And then those benefits that they elect become effective as 1-1. So this is really the time period where you need to make those important decisions for the following year because you can't make changes outside of that open enrollment season, correct? Right. Unless you have a qualifying event, you have a, uh, you have a baby, there's a death in the family, maybe you get married, then you can make a change, but they're set in stone. You get that for the year. I recently read an article that said that um, consumers spend more time choosing what brand or type of cell phone they're going to get than what medical or dental or vision or, you know, employee benefits are going to enroll in. Why do you think that is? That is crazy to me. I think you're so right. <laughs> I think you are so right. It's, I don't, it's hard to hold an HSA in front yeah. of you, right? right? It, it's it's hard to like go jogging <laughs> with one. Yeah. Or like, you know, I think people just don't really understand like how this is going to impact you. Like, okay, you're break a, a, arm or something, you're going to need your medical benefits. And don't you want to know how much you're going to pay out of pocket? But I think too, if they are a young demographic, like you mentioned, college students, right? They've never had their own medical plan before. They don't understand what coinsurance means. They don't know what a high deductible health plan is. They're like, okay, I'm going to pick this and then they move on. Um, but I think reviewing those options and making educated decisions is really important. Yeah, I mean, they definitely understand the ramifications of this cell phone doesn't have a big enough screen or I can't text this fast on this, but do they fully understand that they might be paying more out of pocket for a traditional health plan than a health plan than a high deductible health plan? Absolutely. And it isn't maybe something you use every day, like you would use your cell phone every day, but you sure want to make sure it's there should you need it. But again, back to that, they don't really understand until they need it. We're so susceptible to short-term reward sure. versus long-term mm -hmm. reward. But and the older I get and the more I look at my HSA and see the number going up, just the better I feel. So maybe <laughs> it's just, a, you know, I'll be okay if I don't upgrade my phone for a couple of years as long as that HSA keeps going up. Right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. absolutely. I was at TEDx last week and I heard that Gen Z, their attention span is only eight seconds. Millennials, it's like 12 seconds. And I imagine it goes up from there. Like, you know, people have more attention spans than most of us. Um, so how do you communicate effectively knowing that they have such an, a short attention span? 
the way people consume media is so different now. I think you have to think of like, okay, if someone is a Gen Z, has eight second um, attention span, you need a short, direct message. Video is great. People love video now. You Everybody's YouTubing how to do something, how to fix the kitchen sink. Um, so if you can incorporate video, that's a great way. There's also tools out there like um, Jellyvision, you know, like actually have a little animated character that'll talk you through your benefit plans and kind of gets you more engaged than just maybe reading something. But again, it really depends on who your employees are um, and how they consume media. Yeah. And I think it's important to put everything in one spot too. People want a one-stop shop. Um, certainly don't want to be redirecting people to different websites to complete different forms. If you can, within your own internal system, put everything they need for open enrollment for all their plans in one spot, you're going to get them to complete it much quicker. So let's let's take a step back here for a moment. Um, so there's sort of a, it seems like a two-step process here. There's communication and then there's education. So even when someone isn't maybe your employee yet, but you're hiring, you know, businesses are communicating, hey, what do we offer? You know, what can you get when you come in here? But then when you get in the door, it, it's, it seems that it's really that education component after that. It's not just what do we offer you? It's how do you make this work for you? So, you know, you've, you've hired a new employee. They know they're going to get, you know, HSA or whatever else. But then where do you take them from there? Is it day one? Of their, of their new day on the job? Yes, I think it is. I think to your point, education is so important. When we talk about, again, different age groups too, we have a lot of people coming right out of college and maybe don't even know what an HSA or an FSA is. So that's where that education piece really comes in. We need to tell them what are the benefits to having these plans. I think that that's so important. And the most successful clients we see um, are those that do educate. So we do provide all the tools and resources, like Mandy said, videos, FAQs, um, online resources, certainly. Um, but to your point, I think it starts at day one and it just continues um, to be important to continue to educate. Yeah, I don't think you can stop, right? You no. have to continue to provide that information for them. And I think you hit it on the head, Stacy. It's really like, what's in it for me? What do I get by enrolling in this plan? Like, yeah, okay, it'll cover some expenses, but maybe they just want to keep those that money in their pocket, not understanding the benefits of pre-tax benefits. It's not a static industry. Too. I mean, benefits change all the time. There are regulations that are outside of the company's control that will will dictate what things happen. How do you do that in a way that, and this might seem silly, doesn't annoy your employees, right? I know this already. I, my HSA is set up. It's, it's good to go. Why am I hearing from you again? I think you want to partner with a administrator or a vendor that has tools and resources that your employees can leverage when they need it, right? Because at that point, they're going to get questions along the way. Um, so great example is having an, a robust knowledge base. They can go in and search. Everybody's used to using Google now. So you can go in, search for a topic, boom, there's your answer. Maybe there's even a micro video to help explain that for you as well. So I think that having those resources at the point in time that they need them is maybe more important than just providing ongoing education other than just make sure you know the benefits of these. So that speaks really well into your role at Discovery Benefits. You're the Director of Customer Communications. Can you share a little bit about how you help our clients share um, more about their employee benefits package throughout the year? Yeah, absolutely. So when a client's coming on with Discovery Benefits, we want to provide them with options and flexibility and make sure that the communications they're providing to their employees fits their overall communication plan. Um, so we have a proactive conversation with them around things that they can customize. So maybe they call their FSA a healthcare flexible spending account 
And we want to make sure that the materials and information their employees are seeing reflect that. So we can provide them with custom handouts. We can customize their online account. We can co-brand things. I think co-branding is a huge benefit because then their employees are going to start to recognize, okay, here's my employer and discovery benefits. And they start to make that connection. Have you seen trends as far as what are some common mistakes that uh, that companies or employees might make when they're not correctly educating? I think from a client perspective, um, the mistake that most clients make is trying to communicate the same way for all populations. Um, one of our largest industries is healthcare. And certainly the way we communicate with doctors is going to be different than the way maybe they communicate with their food you know, service workers. So certainly having multiple methods of communication based on your demographic is huge. And we find most success when clients understand their own populations. Any other common mistakes or things that people do incorrectly that we could fix? Maybe assuming saying it once is enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always go back to an old, I think it's an advertising verbiage, but it's like you have to hear something three times before you remember something. And even talking to our own HR team about their struggles, trying to get information out during open enrollment. Like we sent this email and then we had this video and, and Curtis shared what our changes were to our plans, you know, like nobody watched it. And I, I think everybody feels that way, but don't feel discouraged, like continue to try to provide that message and resources and make it fun if you can uh, make it engaging too. I mean, I think I'm more engaged if it's a fun little video or um, something that I can relate to in my life versus maybe just reading. Here's a, FSA plan design rules or something. <laughs> so Stacy, you have a lot of experience with our clients. Um, do you have anything in particular that a client has done that you've seen as super successful during open enrollment? Anything unique that they've done differently than maybe everyone else you've worked with? I don't know if I'd use the word unique, but what we find best practices is that um, those clients that offer, let's say, open enrollment fairs or an opportunity for vendors to come and actually talk about their products face-to-face with employees really helps explain um, the why, why you should have our plans. And again, what it means to them to have the plans. You can save money, right? That's huge. But most people don't understand that. So I think having that FaceTime um, either with the vendor or the employer and an opportunity to ask questions is so valuable. Um, One thing too is, you know, most employers give their employees about two weeks for an open enrollment period. I think that's very important. Anything less than two weeks is not enough time for people to educate themselves on the plans, talk to their spouse, see what they're going to do, come up with their plan for the year. Um, So we do see the best practices about a two to three week um, open enrollment period being most successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would say too, if they can't do a benefit fair, maybe they have a lot of different locations across the U.S. and it just doesn't make sense for them. Webinars are another great way to engage people directly, allow them to ask questions. Um, I would certainly recommend that too, like having somebody live to to go through here. Hey, here's the benefits for you. And here's the tools and resources you have. And like I had mentioned earlier too, having that one-stop shop is huge. I know a lot of employers to Mandy's point, you know, have different, let's just talk about healthcare again. Not that that's the only industry we work with, but multiple shifts, right? People working 24 hours a day. There's no way to physically talk to each of these people um, one-on-one. So certainly um, having the resources available online that they can look at when the time is convenient for them is so important. Um, having everything online in one spot. We talked about when a new employee comes on, like when Tucker first started here, he was explained our employee benefits package. And then we talked about the importance of continuous communication and education on these products throughout the year. But how do you really gear up for open enrollment season when people are making switches? I can get people excited. 
you know, like Stacey mentioned, if you can do some type of event to engage people and start talking about it. Um, some of the clients I've talked to said they would love to get in front of everyone if they could and have conversations with them. And you got to engage with people as a new employee to, I think, having a new employee package, you know, like something that you have and you can consistently hand out to your new employee with some information about their benefits. One thing we do too on our team, I'm on the key account executive team. And again, education is so important in that constant communication. We've actually put together some consumer profiles or personas that show, let's say I have a dependent care account or I get a dependent care account and I um, elect the maximum $5,000 a year. How much am I going to save? And based on your income, based on your tax rate, you could save $1,200 a year. That's a trip. That's, you know, a couple pairs of shoes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can have all sorts of fun <laughs> with that money. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think if you can really show them visually what they can save and the why behind why they should do it, it's huge. I look back just on my own career. Personally, um, I didn't have an FSA until probably my second job. My first job, I didn't know what it was. You know, why? It seemed more of a hassle than a benefit to me. But once I actually had an employer who educated me and told me the why, I haven't stopped having that benefit since then. You both are employees. So what are some ways that you have received information that you thought, oh, this is really helpful. I'm glad this happened. I like videos. Um, if somebody can explain something to me, I can watch a short little video that really, really helps. Um, but I also like to compare things. So my husband will be offered different plans than me. So I like to have that handout that tells me, okay, here's the deductible. Here's much how am I going to pay in. Um, here's much the employer contribution is going to be to my HSA. So I can really compare apples to, or try to be apples to apples. I don't know if they're ever the same to say, okay, what's the better choice for me and my family in the situation we're in? Um, certainly we're adding to our family. So we're expanding. So I have to think of like, what's the best choice across all of us and how we're going to use our healthcare benefits. People in your positions, you know, you're really on the front lines of making sure that the people who work for your company are actually getting the most out of their benefits. So what, what does it mean to you to have a position like that um, where you are trying to make something that can be very complex and stressful, not that? I think that's one of the favorite parts of my job is just that I have access to that direct feedback. Um, certainly, I work with some of our larger clients, so they're very vocal in their feedback and what they're hearing from their employees. And they feel comfortable sharing that with us based on the relationship we have. You can't put a value on that kind of feedback, certainly. When we get that feedback, we pass it on to our leadership team and we actually act on that feedback. And then if we have a trending or an opportunity to enhance a process, um, certainly we'll do it. Yeah. And even in regards to communications, if our employers are like, nope, I really need X, Y, and Z. I've seen us be nimble enough to be like, oh, perfect. Okay. Yep. You need Spanish materials. Here we go. We got some Spanish materials or you need more flexibility and customization on these pieces. And we're going to offer that. I think that's really important too, to make sure that we're giving our clients exactly what they need for their employees. So it resonates more. Working on open enrollment and continuous education can be a big project. How can HR individuals find help internally or externally with this task? Yeah, I think it's important that if you are an HR professional, don't feel like you're in a bubble. Um, hopefully your organization has a creative services or a marketing team that can help you develop materials for your employees. Maybe create that video. Um, certainly find those resources to help you because it is important to educate these benefits during that time of the year. Podcasting is an option as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> sure is. We find it effective. I would just say utilize your internal teams, like Mandy said. Um, also, you know, certainly use utilize your vendors. They're here to help you too. Um, we certainly can provide and we do re provide resources and tools as well that you can utilize and put into your own internal open enrollment kits. Is there anything that you see trending 
trending in the industry that will eventually change. Like, uh, you know, we have this right now, but we know five years down the line, it's, it's probably going to look like something different. I envision, I think, like being able to do all your own open enrollment through a mobile app someday or just something much easier than saying having to sit in front of a computer or fill out a paper form. Um, I think we're moving more towards that direction. Stacey, how do you and your team help our clients with their open enrollment strategy? Sure, that's a great question. On the client services side, we really look to be a strategic partner um, with our clients. So we start talk, talking about open enrollment probably that first quarter of the year to already start strategizing for the next year. So we'll ask them, you know, what are your healthcare initiatives coming up in this next year and how can we help? Um, once we've identified those, if they have any changes or um, anything they're looking to incorporate into their um, corporate goals, then we'll start working on a plan for that following year. Tucker and I always like to end our podcast episodes with a challenge. So one challenge that I thought of for this was, you know, maybe there's someone listening today and they have no OE communication or education strategy at all. How do they get started? What can they think about today to get them going? Well, I know we have a couple blogs um, out on our Discovery Benefits website that talk specifically about open enrollment and communication. So that would certainly provide you with some information on how to get started. And we do have an open enrollment toolkit. Um, so you can go out to that. That'd be go.discoverybenefits.com backslash open enrollment. And it provides a lot of resources. Our website does too. We have a resource center right there so they can download different materials that you can share. So certainly you don't, you won't be starting from scratch. Well, Stacy, Mandy, thank you so much for your expertise on this topic. We appreciate you chatting with us today. It's been our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Discovery Benefits, a Wex company, is in the business of simplifying the world of employee benefits. Although we hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, we cannot provide legal, investment, or financial advice related to the plans we administer, and nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek appropriate professional advice regarding your plan. If you want more information on Discovery Benefits, check us out online, www.discoverybenefits.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we are on LinkedIn. Check us out today. New episodes of Benefits Buzz are available every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, basically everywhere you consume the podcast that you love. Again, for Benefits Buzz, a Discovery Benefits podcast, I'm Tucker Lucas. With me, as always, is Kelsey Burgad, and we will see you again the next episode. Music